child's cancer journey and a part of the cure, visit childrenscancer.org. A public service message from Children's Cancer Research Fund. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Let us know what you think and don't miss out on the latest in Fort Wayne sports. Like us on Facebook.com slash 1380TheFan. Listen live at 1380TheFan.com or download our new app. WKJG 1380 AM 100.9 FM The Fan Fort Wayne, Indiana Listen live at 1380thefan.com Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin On Fort Wayne Sports Station 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply Good morning and welcome to Talking Sports for a Saturday, August 29th, 2020. Presented by Automotive Color and Supply. And as always, co-host, producer extraordinaire, Mr. Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net is here. Keeping everything smooth for us this morning once again. And we are going to be talking week two of the high school football season. Another dandy last night. You know, we thought after last week, what could possibly top that week one? And week two had some surprises, I guess. Mild surprises. Nothing like week one. I mean, that was... uh, that was a 5.0 on the Richter scale week one was. But uh, last night, very interesting. Uh, and I've always said it takes three weeks to separate the contenders from the pretenders and, and maybe shake out the schedule just a little bit. And uh, week two, we are, we are on our way perhaps to finding that out. So uh, it was a, an incredible night of football once again. Thank goodness the teams that were healthy were able to play. Uh, there were a few teams that uh, were not able uh, due to positive COVID tests. And, uh, you know, they will uh, they will tee it up in next week or in two weeks or uh, or we'll see what happens. But, uh, but those that were able to play uh, gave us a lot of thrills last night course uh, either sparsely or empty uh, locations how about zollner stadium now now the sole home of the concordia cadets what a dandy there last night as the homestead spartans came calling that final was uh, was probably well it was probably nothing that, that that we would expect maybe blitz from outside the huddle.net might have saw this coming as a as a titanic defensive struggle because the Spartans were getting their defense back and in Concordia uh just with their their quickness to the ball and everything who knows but anyway uh Justin good morning sir Good morning, Mr. Shovlin. How are you? I am great this morning. Well, week two of the high school football season in the books already. And, uh, you know, here we are. Um, a, a whole lot of intrigue last night. As as we said, the uh, Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week that Brett and Shannon called right here on 1380 The Fan 100.9 FM. Concordia Homestead at the new digs at Zollner with the field turf, with the video board, with it being solely 
the cadets, not sharing it any longer with the Bishop Doinger Saints. This is theirs, and now they they put the ribbon on it, so to speak. Uh, obviously, the Saints uh, played at their own venue last season, but now this is this is what the cadets have done, and in uh, in show a pretty good team. Just, I mean, they were beaten by the Homestead Spartans last night by a score of seven to nothing, but now that's through two weeks. The Concordia defense has given up. That seven points. That's yep. it. So uh, rolling the shutout the week before against Southside, and then coming up and, and, and people going, okay, well we're going to find out if Concordia is any good. Oh, well, we did. We yeah. found out they're pretty good. Yeah, they are. I, I think you know a a difference last night. Brandon Davis sidelined for Concordia, the starting quarterback. So how you know the Cadets having to start a sophomore and Eli Maddox, um, and that that meant Homestead was really able to key on Amir Drew mm-hmm. defensively and, and really make them you know earn everything. And, and you know, despite the loss last night, you know who had the greatest night of sleep out of anybody was Tim Manigault because he doesn't have to wake up this morning going, oh, crap, look at our field. It's been torn up in week two because of the rain yesterday. Instead, he still has a pristine, nice field on Saturday morning. Indeed. Well, in the past, this is what had happened, and, and it, uh, it it marred that field for the rest of the season yeah. because there was no respite. There was no rest. And, and, you know, you didn't have a week or two weeks off maybe perhaps in between games. It was every single week. And, uh, and yeah, and, and that's kind of my thought process yesterday when the rains went through in late afternoon. And uh, I know some some areas of the the county got uh, a little bit more than others but still yeah that would have been i don't want to say disastrous but that would have perhaps altered uh the way the game was played and uh, with the field turf yeah tim manigo can wake up this morning and say well let's get the vacuum out <laughs> <laughs> yeah right a lot better than oh my gosh what are we going to do with this thing so. indeed indeed so let's uh, let's get right to the scoreboard I'll read up the scores. Justin uh, uh, will give you some commentary uh, if he so desires. Uh, Carroll, 42-12 over the Snyder Panthers. Snyder falls uh, to 0-2. Carroll, 2-0. Jeffrey Becker, 439 total yards, four touchdowns, three passing. Now, the interesting thing on the three passing, three passing touchdowns to three different receivers. Yeah. Uh, last year, uh, last week it was Mr. Englert, you know. Uh, but then, uh, uh, you know, then he also had a 20-yard uh, touchdown scamper uh, on his own merit. But Jeffrey Becker, wow, he's putting up some big stats right now. He is. And Je- Jamison Cornerstone, Coverstone, last night was the recipient of a lot of those. I think he had 10, 10 receptions, 240 yards, a touchdown, and. And the stat line for Jeff Becker is crazy. He completed 13 passes for 364 yards. I mean, the average yards per catch or per completion were just crazy. So uh, as as difficult as it is to watch this Snyder team uh, over the last two weeks, man, it's, it's almost you can't take your eyes away because we're so used to not you know, seeing the opposite out of Snyder. I mean, mm-hmm. the last time they'd lost two straight games was almost a decade. The last time they've lost two straight conference games was 1993. And Jim Shovlin, the last time Snyder lost back-to-back games by 30 p- points or more, never. Wow. Before the last two weeks. And for a program dating back ni- to 1965. That is incredible. And still, Snyder has... 
Well, actually, I'm on their roster, they got a couple of D1 prospects. So, I mean, it's not like they're devoid of talent either. But right. it takes experience. It takes veteran savvy uh, from from everybody. And this is what, you know, the these units do when uh, when they come up and come through. It might, Yeah, you're going to have your stars on your team, but you need that supporting cast. Regardless of the sport, but in football especially, if you get one missed assignment, you, it's glaring. Yeah, you know, on a play, and uh, so yeah, with with Snyder, my goodness. Well, you know, we'll see what happens next week when. Uh, they get the Concordia Cadets. Yeah, it doesn't so, get any easier uh, no, for it, Concordia. It doesn't. I mean, when you're a program, even the caliber of Snyder, when you lose 37 seniors from a year ago, and you're not just losing a lot of starters, but you're losing a lot of senior backups that filled roles, you have to, you're really struggling to fill a lot of those holes. And uh, this team is still ultra talented, really good junior class. That sophomore class is phenomenal. It just blitzed the city last year uh, on the freshman side. So it's just a momentary hiccup up for Snyder, but it's a very unfamiliar uh, territory for the Panthers in the last two weeks and just and just really the amount the, the drop that they've had from a year ago. It's going to be a very un-Snyder-like season, but it's going to be temporary. Yes, yes, Devin, like you said, the, that uh, current sophomore class, um, still keep yeah, an eye on it's that. It's loaded. Well, yeah. Uh, other scores have Bishop DeWenger uh, staying perfect at 27-14 victory over the Northside Legends at Chambers Field. And, uh, you know, people wondered what it would be like to have Deuce Taylor go up against them. And, and how can they stop him? How can they contain him? Well, Deuce still had 300 and some yards. But... The Dwenger defense was in his face more often than yeah. not. So, I mean, he earned every single yard that that he gained, basically, uh, you know, either through the air or on the ground. And, my gosh, uh, you know, what if he would have been turned loose against a lesser team? You know, yeah, we, we could have had a 500 yard night by, by no doubt. Taylor. I mean, Bishop Wenger made Northside one dimensional. Northside finished minus 23 yards rushing. Now that includes sacks, but uh, it it really took away the balance of the Northside offense. But Deuce Taylor had another phenomenal night. It just wasn't enough. Bishop Wenger was able to execute in all three facets. It came down some little things. You know, late in the first half, it's a one score game. It's seven to six, and a coffin corner punt by Bishop Wenger downs it inside mm-hmm. the five. Northside gets one first down, but then has to punt it away. It's a bad punt. It goes maybe to midfield. And then Bishop DeWenger is able to move down the field in a minute 54 to score late in the first half. Makes it from 7-6 to 14-6. Northside comes back, ties the game at 14 early in the third. But then Bishop DeWenger rolls back down the field and immediately retakes the lead. Northside didn't score again. So a lot of little things added up for North. North proved that they belong on the field with Bishop DeWenger, and last, you know, week one wasn't a fluke. This is a really talented football team, but Bishop DeWenger gets the win and kind of already looking forward to a potential rematch yes. in the playoffs. Yeah. In the, the 27-14 score, and I know this sounds cliche, but it was a heck of a lot closer than the score indicated. Yeah. You know, like you said, when they came back and tied it up, well, they tied it up, they scored a touchdown, they were still eight points, you know, two points behind, but then uh, I believe Taylor goes in and converts a two-pointer, yeah. you know, to tie that up. And then, uh, yeah, the 2014 uh, uh, lead was precarious until uh, later on with that, the touchdown that the Saints scored that uh, sealed the deal. But, uh, yeah, Northside, legit, 
And they're going to cause some trouble in the SAC this year, that's for sure. Other scores had uh, Bishop Lures getting their first win of the season, 49-36 to over the Wayne Generals. Ramon Anderson, 135 yards rushing, on a, uh, had a couple of touchdowns, a 30-yard and a 9-yard uh, touchdown rush. Uh, Carson Clark, 14 of 21, passing for the Knights in that one. Uh, Northrop. The Bruins. 2-0, baby. 2-0 with a 27-7 victory over the Southside Archers. Demarius Cohen, 32 rushes, 209 yards, three touchdowns on runs of 25, 8, and 10 yards. Jason Dorfler, I mean, what can we say? This this makes me feel so good to Mm -hmm. see this program. This program with the school with so many students that, that they couldn't get to come out for football in the past. They couldn't, uh, of course, under normal circumstances, couldn't get people to come to games. Uh, now there's an excitement. And yep. they're 2-0 and for the first time since 2006. And uh, looking ahead, uh, week three, they had to wane to take on the Generals. And the Generals are uh, uh, looking for their first victory of the season. But uh, Northrop, my goodness, you know, uh, they're, uh, they're an exciting, and, and I couldn't be happier. For Coach Jason Dorfler because of the work he's put in, the veteran coaching staff that he's had right. uh, working with these kids. No, it's it, it's great. Definitely. And, you know, Demarius Cohen, another huge week for him. He's carved up two defenses now. Uh, really looked like the best all-around back in the area. Uh, Braden Hardwick will, will definitely have something to say about that by, by the season's end. But congratulations to Northrop. They have a winnable game next week at Wayne Stadium against the Generals. We could be talking about a 3-0 and Northrop squad heading into the meet of the SAC. Indeed. And, of course, uh, the other score, we alluded to it a little bit earlier in the uh, Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week right here on 1380. The fan, it was Homestead over Concordia, 7 to nothing. You know, we heard before the game that uh, quarterback Brandon Davis was not going to be available to the cadets, and he was also the punter. Yeah, I'm not mistaken. Yep. So, you know, and things fell on to Eli Maddox, uh, the sophomore quarterback. And, uh, you know, he uh, – but – you know, what was Homestead able to do in Davis's absence? Well, you know, Maddox made a good accounting of himself being thrust into a starting role um, against Homestead defense, a full full complement of defenders for Homestead on the field was something that wasn't the case last week. So, uh, you know, he made a good accounting for himself, but uh, as I said earlier, Homestead really made Concordia one-dimensional, limited Amir Drew to just 75 yards rushing on 20 carries. Concordia really wasn't able to do much much at all offensively in a consistent basis, but I think Concordia proved, once again, you mentioned it with that defense. Shut out last week, seven points against Homestead this week. That Concordia defense is for real, and as long as it stays healthy, that's a dangerous team come playoff time. Definitely. Moving over to the Northeast 8 Conference last night, well, Let's go back to week one. Week one, Columbia City thrashed Cherubusco 38 to nothing. And then, or something like that. And then these two collide, Central Noble and Columbia City. And we thought, oh, my goodness, what a game this is going to be. Well, Columbia City said, nah, not so fast. Uh, <laughs> they beat Central Noble 28 to 7. Of course, uh, the Eagles led by Greg Bold again. Uh, he had a touchdown pass and also a 38 yard touchdown rush. And uh, the Columbia City Eagles are now 2 and 0. Uh, 66 points in two games, just giving up just the seven last night. And, uh, and they're, they're, I tell you what, 
now East Noble and Leo and New Haven have somebody else with them as well that, that are going to be uh, considered that elite uh, level of the NEA in the Columbus City Eagles. The Eagles really hope to crash that party at the top of the NEA off to a good start uh, so far. Uh, let's talk about that defense. It's only given up seven points over two weeks. You know, Landon Markins, one of those guys that doesn't get a lot of appreciation. TJ Bedwell goes both ways for Columbia City. A lot of talent on that defensive side of the football, and they've showed out the first two weeks. They're going to have to continue that once they get into the NEA schedule and trying to limit teams like Leo and New Haven and East Noble and see if they can knock off one of the big boys. Indeed. Other scores had East Noble eking out a 15-14 win over Northwood last night. Northwood, an outstanding program. And uh, East Noble had the the biggest test they've had uh, in quite a while in a regular season against Northwood last night. Once again, East Noble playing the big dogs out of conference. You know, they started with Plymouth last week. They go to Northwood this week. And I, I think, you know, I'm sure Luke Amstutz was calling around to teams once the Big Ten canceled things to try to get uh, a, a game on the schedule. Uh, yeah, he's crazy up there. I mean, they play Penn in week four now yeah. with the Kingsmen coming to Kendallville. So he shies away from no challenge. And that's the, the mindset that that team has. Look, like we're going to play anybody in anywhere, anytime. It helped them last year, clearly, when they went to the state championship game. Uh, Right now, this East Noble team is not as good all around as the team a year ago, but it's on track to reach that point. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. do you you just, you know, replace a Bailey Parker? No. No. I mean, you know, and, uh, but... There again, I mean East Noble two and zero, uh, and in these these games have haven't been all that close against teams that are pretty formidable. So. Yeah, it's it's been a really good start for East Noble, and uh, like I said, they they get into the conference play next week, but then they have the, the Ben Kingsman coming in week four. Indeed, Huntington North a forty seven to eight winner over Jay County last night. Mooresville. Comes into Leo, Indiana, and doubles up the score on the Lions, 34-17. to This was a game that wasn't even on the schedule as of Thursday. Leo was supposed to be heading to Angola to take on the Hornets, but that positive COVID test by the uh, DeKalb player meant that DeKalb is backing off three games in a row, Angola two. And uh, so Leo won a game last night and uh, was able to get in touch with Mooresville, who had an open date as well and um, kudos to everybody involved a boys and company and and jared souter uh from from uh, leo to get things going and to be hospitable to mooresville in getting there and uh but mooresville a very good team now runs their record to two and oh because i think they beat lebanon the the first week handily Mm -hmm. and uh and so they uh they beat leo who who beat woodland the week before 50 to nothing very good ad by Leo to play Mooresville, and it worked out. You know, not on the scoreboard, but you know what? Jared Souter this morning is going to be able to go over tape and find out a lot more about his team than he did in week one. And it's a non-conference game, so it doesn't mean anything in the conference standings. In the end of the day, it's just going to make Leo better. 
going forward. So I don't think Jared Souter is disappointed. He's disappointed in the loss, but he's not disappointed in playing a Mooresville team that handled his squad last night. He's going to go in with a lot of, of fresh content to talk to his team about and where they need to improve if they're going to challenge for a Northeast State Championship. Well, and once again, anymore, your out-of-conference games have to be, they can't be against cupcake teams because of the fact that the NEA keeps getting stronger yeah. and stronger and stronger. So, no doubt. You know, with that said, uh, yeah, they, they got they got the loss, but uh, I guess if you can claim a moral victory, hey, they played a really good team and, and, and played fairly well. So yeah, for Caden, sure. Caden Miller, 115 yards rushing last night. Yep. So uh, I think he was over 100 yards uh, in the, in week one as well. New Haven, 22, Mississinawa, 14. Jimmy Lynn uh, gets his second win of the season. And um, Norwell over Heritage. 35 to 7 the knights 2 and 0 oh. should we be looking out for the knights yet we should uh, i i felt at the beginning of the year they could be this year's decalb decalb getting eight wins last year so definitely watch norwell they have the capability of clipping anybody in the northeast state throughout the regular season and i, I think too kudos to to new haven knocking off a team in mississippi graduated some guys but also was, has been really solid the last couple years and next week, New Haven adds Pioneer to the schedule. So another big game for a local team scrambling for a game. So Pioneer, a team that uh, is, is off to a 2-0 and start, New Haven will go there next week in another really telling non-conference matchup for Northeast State squad. And of course, yeah, Pioneer, uh, just a historic program yeah. in uh, Indiana High School. So tell you what we're going to do. We're going to step out, take a break, and then come back and give you the ACAC scores and NECC scores. Had a couple of texts that came in on our Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. They are high school football related. Uh, the first text, what a win for South Adams last night. And we are going to get to that Starfire victory when we return. And the other text says, we are... BD, all in caps, and I didn't do that. Uh, that was a text that did come in. So, uh, you know, the, the, the Dwenger Saints fans uh, feeling uh, feeling pretty good about things right now. Uh, Brendan Lytle, very efficient. Uh, still, I, I think he's leading that offense. And, he, yeah, you know, I absolutely. Mean, he's is. got a lot of tools, a lot of weapons. Rocco, uh, Rocco Sioko, uh, my gosh, uh, emerging is a, is a big time receiver. Yep. Proved it last night as well. And in the Tipmans as well, the, uh, you know, on the ground, Devin Tipman, my gosh. Uh, so he's, he's got the ability to go and, and create a, a little bit. And I don't know how much leeway he's given to do that, <laughs> yeah. but he's very efficient managing that and very good. And of course, a three year starter on a team that's been deep, deep, deep in the postseason. That's the biggest thing. Three year starter, he knows that in, that offense inside and out and that's what you need at that position for a head coach to feel comfortable but you know looking at that game last night Northside Bishop DeWanger of course with social distancing didn't have handshakes at the end of the game but it was really cool to see Bishop DeWanger line up on their side and, and wave and, and raise their helmets to Northside and, and Northside did the same thing. Uh, a couple North players came out, came over and gave some hugs out and heard one Northside player say you know good job DeWanger we'll see you in the sectional. I mean it was it was really cool after the game to see that uh, that admiration for each other after what was a really physical 48 minutes of football. So a mutual respect for those teams between the two, and it was really cool to see. Well, and, and there's a difference between a difference between kids that play football 
and football players. Yeah. yeah right. And, and I think both teams now have football players. Yeah. So uh, they respect the game. They know what it takes to, to be successful. They know what it takes to get to, get to the top of the, the hill. Right. And, and they're, they're climbing at both of them right there. We're going to go ahead and uh, take a time out. We'll be back with more. You're listening to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. World Baseball Academy is hosting the 2020 Dinner on the Diamond Picnic at the Plate fundraising event hosted at the Ash Center right on one of the newly turfed baseball diamonds. Mark your calendar for Saturday, September 12th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. and bring your chairs and blankets. You'll enjoy a live band, great food and drinks, a silent and live auction with a lively WBA message, picnic style, right on the diamond. If you've been wanting a safe outdoor event with live music, great food, and fun for all, get your tickets now for World Baseball Academy's Dinner on the Diamond. Picnic at the Plate, coming up Saturday evening, September 12th, from 6 to 9 p.m. This is a community event to support the mentoring of at-risk youth. It's Dinner on the Diamond at the Ash Center, outdoors on one of the new turf fields, with tickets and information available right now at worldbaseballacademy.com. That's worldbaseballacademy.com. Hurry, tickets are limited and going fast. Get yours before they're gone. And join the fun September 12th. Watching that first bucket sink in any NBA game is always exciting, especially when it's the team you're pulling for. Now, PointsBet is adding even a little more alley-oop to it with a sizzling, fast, and easy score-first insurance. Your team bangs in the first bucket but gets blown out? You still walk away a winner because you get up to $50 of free bets. And L in their column is a W in yours. That's right. Did we just say that? We did. Score first and win no matter what happens at the end. That's points bet. Even making the first bucket is more exciting. Faster rewards. Faster parlays. Faster in-game. And it's all on points bet's easier mobile app. Basketball is here, so lace up and get ready because score first insurance is here. Points bet. Stay sharp. Download the app today and get two risk-free bets up to $1,000 with promo code INDIANA. PointsBet is a proud partner with the Hollywood Casino, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Must be present in Indiana. Must be 21 or older. Additional terms and conditions apply. If you see someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. My Deals Fort Wayne is back with a brand new deal for Well-Grounded Cafe. Get two $25 certificates for the price of one and enjoy this deal twice for half the price. Well-Grounded Cafe serves specialty coffees and fresh baked goods. But that's not all. They also serve as an incredible lunch spot with salads, smoothies, and sandwiches. Go to MyDealsFortWayne.com right now to grab this offer for Well-Grounded Cafe and watch for more brand new deals coming soon. That's MyDealsFortWayne.com. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka, here today to remind you that it doesn't make you a bad person. I say it all the time about all kinds of things, so much so that it's become a motto of sorts around here. Did you plant a garden just to grow enough mint to muddle your motito? It doesn't make you a bad person. You do you, and we won't judge. Tito's Handmade Vodka can be part of a balanced life, and it's 100% gluten-free, so it's easy to stay on track and make fresh, simple cocktails. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. That's right, rolling along, Talking Sports. Saturday morning, recapping week two of the high school football season. Justin Kenny from OPS and outside the huddle.net. And I'm your host, Jim Shovlin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you'd like to weigh in uh, with the text, 
Do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. Please put TS in your message, if you will. We've had a couple come in so far, high school football related. And don't forget, a little bit later on in the show, we're going to tell you, along with uh, Sergeant Josh Hart of the Fort Wayne Police Department, how you could possibly win $1,000 at a golf outing. Stay tuned for that because we're going to give you all the details on that. But we are not done with the scores and highlights from week two of the high school football season from last night in the Allen County Athletic Conference. Bluffton, a shutout winner over Manchester last night, 22 to nothing. Bluffton now 2-0 and on the season. Uh, what do you, what are your, what's your take on the Tigers thus far? TBA. Okay. I think okay. Uh, past the first couple tests, but no big tests yet for Bluffton. That comes next week yes, when they go they, to Burn. They meet the Starfires yes. in in Burn, uh, and so we will see that that should be another uh, barometer check. Yeah, right there, no doubt. So uh, Bluffton twenty two nothing over Manchester East Side Adams Central. We circled this one and. Uh, 28-14, the Blazers over the Adams Central Flying Jets. This is the first time Adams Central has lost a game in the regular season, I think, this early, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think it's been a minute since this has been the case. Uh, knocked off uh, Eastside last year uh, on the road, which was a really good win for Adam Central and kind of put them on the map in terms of they weren't going to go anywhere after graduating a lot from 2018. But Eastside able to go in there, grind out a win. It was back and forth for the first half, but Eastside was really able to stop the running game or at least slow it down considerably in that second half. Adam Central had some opportunities, couldn't capitalize. Laban Davis was big at the quarterback spot for Eastside. So a really all-around good win for the Blazers and Coach Todd Mason for a team that looks as complete as any in the North in in the, in the NECC. Other scores had Huntington North over Jay County, forty-seven to eight. Norwell, as we said a little bit earlier, beat the Heritage Patriots, thirty-five to seven. South Adams, how about those Starfires picking up where they left off last season? This is that senior year for that class that everybody knew was so special. Well, Lewis Cass uh, uh, went down to the South Adams. Uh, uh, Team by a score of 55-7. to seven. Woof. And on paper, that looked like a good challenge for South Adams. A late add was Lewis Cass in just the last couple weeks. But Cass is down, and they, they had to play Pioneer week one and just got destroyed. And then they play South Adams week two and get destroyed. So a tradition uh, having a down year, and South Adams took advantage. Another huge night uh, for Mr. Arnold, at quarterback, a six touchdown passes. Ho-hum, I think five came in the first half. Just same old, same old for the Starfires. Unbelievable. And also South Bend Adams over Woodland, 50 to nothing. Second week in a row that the Warriors have gone down by a score of 50 to nothing. And, uh, you, you know, you just hope that the fortunes turn a little bit for Coach Smith and the Warriors there as, uh, as they embark on a new regime. Yeah. Transition, transition year for Woodland. Heading over to the Northeast Corner Conference, a lot of action last night. Uh, Cherubusco over Lakeland. 
43 to nothing. And this is what Nathan Andorf had a 92-yard punt return and a 59-yard uh, pass reception for touchdown and uh, in that Eagles 43 nothing victory over the Lakers. And, in fact, Mr. Uh, Kenny, I believe you said Mr. Nandorf uh, set a school record with that punt return. Yeah, Mr. Nandorf, a 92-yard punt return for a touchdown broke the record. That was a 90-yard punt return for a touchdown in Cherubusco. So a new program record, Nick Nandorf, in the record books in Busco. Other scores uh, that we haven't already mentioned, Fairfield 57-6 to over Osceola Grace. And Fremont shuts out Prairie Heights 40 to nothing. How about that one? Beat down. And this one, another surprise. How about West Noble starting out the season 0-2 after that great season last year? Beaten by Wallacey. 31 to nothing. And of course, Wall was C, uh, a 42 nothing winner over Lakeland last week. So, um, Wall was C, uh, I mean, a juggernaut right now based on who they've played right. the first two weeks. Yeah. Did you expect West Noble to be uh, to fall off this this much? No. And and there's a lot of similarities between West Noble and you look at Snyder and just the amount of guys that they lost from a year ago. And you expect uh, these teams to be able to replace that production with younger guys because the coaches always say, you know, next man up, we got guys that can replace these kids. And, and sometimes it's just coach speak and sometimes they actually believe it before. West Noble, you felt, okay, they're going to bring back a decent amount of talent. Braxton Pruitt, in particular, defensively, younger brother of Brandon, was really phenomenal last year under the radar as a sophomore. So you felt, okay, West Noble's going to be okay. They won't go undefeated in the regular season. But for, for losing at the rival Central Noble yesterday and then just getting housed by Wawasee last night, you feel, man, they dropped a lot more than we thought, similar to where we're at with the Snyder Panthers. Yeah, I, I didn't expect West Noble to uh, to, to fall off into be zero and two and to be zero and two in in such a decisive manner by uh, by the opponents either. So, anyway, those are the week two scores. We are going to go ahead, and step out. We're going to return and talk with Sergeant Josh Hartup of the Fort Wayne Police Department about uh, a very rare opportunity at a charity golf outing uh, where you could possibly pocket a thousand dollars if you're the winner uh, in not of the golf. It, it's it's pretty cool he's going to be talking about that when we return but then after that then uh if time permits we're going to give you that week three schedule of the high school football season so high school football fans stick around we're not done yet we'll be right back with more you're listening to talking sports presented by automotive color and supply on 1380 the fan 100.9 fm if you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise 
Specialized Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. Welcome back. There's new information that the coronavirus is on the rise. These are some of the... Can you believe this year? Man, life is full of unpredictable changes. No one would have believed we'd be living through a global pandemic. And no one would have believed everyone had to be sheltered in for two months. I still don't believe it. It's crazy, right? Let's be honest. Everybody's stressed. As I said, life is full of changes. You know what? Speaking of changes, here's another one no one would have believed. And I mean no one. I'm quitting. That's right. I quit smoking. With this coronavirus and everything, smoking just doesn't make sense. I'm concerned about my health. You know, I'm focused on living a healthy life. Life is too short. Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. That's 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Quit at your own pace. No lectures, no pressure, just free help. 1-800-QUIT-NOW. This radio spot could be yours. Ever thought about putting your business on 1380 The Fan? You can, and you'll reach listeners just like you. Our audience is made up of highly educated and affluent listeners who love sports. One email today, and you can see how 1380 The Fan could be a fit for your business. Email the fan 1380 at federatedmedia.com to see how you can become a part of a winning team. Email the fan 1380 at federatedmedia.com to set up your assessment of how 1380 The Fan can help your business win. Now you can purchase your ED medications locally for less money. The Medicine Chest Pharmacy on East State in Fort Wayne has been Fort Wayne's local trusted specialty pharmacy for over 40 years. And now when you transfer your prescriptions for sildenafil or tadalafil, that's generic for Viagra and Cialis, the Medicine Chest has them available at a fraction of the cost. Easy pickup or discreet delivery available. Transfer your prescription online and refill with their mobile app. Go to MedChestRx.com now for ED medications locally for less money. From the Medicine Chest Pharmacy on East State in Fort Wayne. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports for his Saturday, August 29th, 2020. That's Justin Kenny over there. And if you think Justin Kenny, that name sounds familiar. Yeah, he's from OPS. He's from OutsideTheHuddle.net. Yeah, producer, co-host extraordinaire. Yeah, Talking Sports. And I'm Jim Shovelin. Um... I'm Diane's husband. I guess that's the best way to describe me. Uh, we are talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. In case you're just joining us, we recap the week two high school football scores, highlights, and outstanding performers. And uh, we are going to uh, take a look at week three toward the end of the show as well. But right now on the Talking Sports phone line presented by Culligan of Fort Wayne, give your people Culligan water, is Mr. Josh Hardup, Sergeant Josh Hardup of the Fort Wayne Police Department. Josh, good morning, sir. Jim, how are you doing? Thank you very much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, you have an event coming up September 12th called the Guns and Hoses Charity Golf Outing. It takes place at Riverbend Golf Course, and uh, this has been going on for some time yet. And But for as long as I've heard of it, your name has been affixed to it, is, is one of the organizers and one of those that uh, that does a lot of the, the work. 
beforehand for the golf tournament. And anybody that's put on a charity golf outing or any kind of golf outing scramble, you know that the work beforehand is immense. And uh, and you're always right in the midst of this, right in the middle of it. And, and tell us a little bit about the history of the Guns and Hoses charity golf outing. Yeah, so it started in 1991 by a firefighter and his uh, brother, uh, Lester, and Steve Sorgan. Steve is a police officer, and uh, it's been going strong ever since, raising money for our own, meaning uh, first responders, so police officers, firefighters, dispatchers, EMS personnel. So when they have... uh, Family issues, whether it be medical injury, uh, we step in and donate to them, donate to the family, and cover things that uh, things that insurance doesn't cover, or cover bills before insurance covers, to just take the stress off the family, so they can just focus on themselves and focus on healing. So that's uh, the main general purpose of uh, of what Guns and Hoses and uh, the First Responder Charity is all about. You know, and this is something that that is oh so important because oftentimes the the families of uh, public safety uh, personnel uh, are are often put on the uh, you know put put back behind those that are out front, but but. Uh, those are the the rocks. Those are the support systems for the the first responders, for police, fire, EMS, and, and et cetera. But uh, it's the family that uh, provides a lot of the support and backbone for. For uh, sure. I mean, without be able to do doubt, this. you know, we, we don't see them. They are in the background from that standpoint. But they're the ones that uh, allow us to to work the crazy hours. And uh, you know, we had re- recently had the uh, civil unrest here in Fort Wayne and local. Other uh, other areas, big cities, and you know, without their support, you know, we just couldn't do the uh, the things that we're able to do to support the community. And, and it's something like the Guns and Hoses Charity Golf Outing that, that allows this, and this is this is awesome. And I know that that you and I work together uh, on the uh, uh, the fire versus police. Uh, charity softball event that, that once again uh, you know raise money for a couple of fallen officers and and, and you always have you know the the money earmarked for someone in need uh, within the uh, the brotherhood uh, if you will you know each and every year and uh, so I mean it, it's it's something internal but it, it's something that that means so much and and the public is invited to take part in in, in assist in these uh, efforts as well so I'm from the guns and hoses golf outing uh are there still uh is there still room for foursomes so we were lucky enough this year even with uh, everything going on with covid i think everybody was looking to uh to get out and we are completely full this year so we're very excited but you know you brought up a good point with the uh roger stiverson annual charity uh softball game between the police officers and firefighters and that was sponsored by guns and hoses this year and besides our golf outing which is our primary uh fundraising event of the year this year we uh partnered with our uh corporate sponsor custom maintenance solutions and we did a thing right at the beginning of covid and it was the uh gift gift card packages for all of the local janitorial staff or the environmental services staffs and we gave uh twenty dollar gift cards to 
all the uh, the janitorial crews of Parkview, Lutheran, um, the VA, as well as uh, quite a few of the local nursing homes, the people that truly in this COVID time were the were the first responders. They were the ones that were wiping down the walls, wiping down the uh, the handles, uh, door handles, the elevator uh, uh, buttons to make sure that you know we weren't spreading this thing. So we were very lucky and able to go out to 22 local restaurants who were feeling the brunt of the whole COVID situation, and we bought. Five hundred to a thousand dollars of gift cards from each of those uh, restaurants, and then in turn gave it out to the environmental services staff of uh, of those uh, agencies. And then another program that we uh, ran this year through Guns and Hoses was our uh, Cheerful Messages program, where we collect you know a bunch of people who are just stuck at home, and to give them a uh, a project with their kids, uh, we did the Cheerful Messages, which people made. Random messages, notes, artwork um, of all kinds sent them to us, and then we sent them to over 50 uh, nursing homes in the uh, in the area. So it was it was kind of a busy year for us, but uh, a lot of uh, you know we're very proud for what we were able to uh, to do. And this is all again through the contributions of, of our sponsors and the entire community who helps us out with uh, putting on the uh, Guns and Hoses charity golf outing each year. We're talking this morning with Sergeant Josh Hardup of the Fort Wayne Police Department. And, uh, yeah, you mentioned Guns and Hoses Charity Golf Outing September 12, 2020 at Riverbend. Now, the actual, the golf outing itself is sold out, but I was telling uh, the listeners this morning that there's a chance to win $1,000 in uh Yeah, so in, in we have the, uh, the golf ball drop that we've done the last three years, so we have a... Uh, an old-time refurbished uh, uh, ladder truck, fire fire truck. Um, so they uh, lift up the big ladder, and we sell up to 600 balls, and each ball is $10. Um, and you can get those through us by going to our uh, website, Guns and Hoses, guns, the letter N, hoses, org. And what we do is we sell all those balls, Walk them up to the uh, top of the ladder, drop them onto the practice screen, and if your ball is lucky enough to go in, then you can win up to $1,000. If more balls go into the hole than just one, then you share the $1,000 prize. But uh, we're we're just absolutely proud that we're sponsored again this year by Fire Police, City County, wonderful to work with and, and super helpful with guns and hoses quite literally over the entire span since 1991. I'll tell you what, yeah, I have a very uh, soft spot in my heart for the fire police, uh, City, County, Federal Credit Union. Uh, no, Nan- Nancy Klein is a friend, and uh, the work she does, and Sarah and everybody over there at fire police is, is incredible, and their support for the community is, is outstanding, and, and we appreciate that because they're able to allow uh, entities and organizations to do fun things, creative things like this, and uh, in you know, maybe, who knows, uh, get you, the listener, uh, a $1,000 prize. Great. So, once again, September 12th, the website, guns, the letter N, hoses, org is where you can go and get one ball for 10. Now, is there a, what if what if I want three balls? Is there a discount? Yeah, so three, $25, three balls, so you get $5 off. So, you know, the more balls you buy, the, uh, the better deal you get. 
Um, we have, I think, about 350 balls yet to sell, so plenty of uh, chances to uh, to win that opportunity to uh, to get the grand prize of the thousand dollars. And then, like last year, we're going to do the same thing. Uh, if we have just one in the hole, and then we're going to do five of the next closest balls are going to win a one hundred dollar kind of second prize. Very nice, very nice. So, yeah, there, there's all kinds of opportunity to win there. It's once again, September 12, 2020, out at Riverbend Golf Course. And uh, this should be a, a great event. And, uh, Josh, thank you so much for joining us this morning on Talking Sports and sharing that information with us. And uh, best of luck, and uh, I'll see you on the Diamond next season. Jimmy, I appreciate it, and uh, thank you to you, and we'll forgive us the opportunity to uh to have this conversation today all right take care josh thank you hey buddy that was josh hardup uh fort wayne police department one of the organizers of guns and hoses charity golf outing uh that takes place september 12th so uh there you go once again four six eight six two the automotive color and supply text line four six eight six two we're going to get to week three uh pretty darn quick uh and, and give you the schedule on what's going down there but first i want to tell you about my friends at culligan uh once again when was the last time your water softener was inspected by a trained professional and I'm not talking, it doesn't have to be a Culligan water softener, any kind of water softener you have. If you have all with cobwebs all over it in a corner of your damp, dark basement, they'll inspect that. Do you think it's working? Do you know? Do you even want to go close to it? Do you know what's going on with the water softener? No, they do. Here's what you do. Here's an investment, $29.95. $29.95. They will come in. They will check everything. They'll check your settings, your salt dosage, frequency of generation, verify that the unit is metering, inspect your drain for kinks, maybe restrictions if you got some water standing after a regen. Hey, they'll do and they'll perform a water test to validate that the softener is being productive and effective. All this for $29.95. Once again, your peace of mind. Don't forget your waterborne appliances, and I say this every week, your water heater, your washing machine, your dishwasher, all are expensive appliances that you don't want to replace very often if you don't have to. Well, put some good water through it and make sure that your water softener is doing the job and softening the water that comes into your home. Give them a call today, 484-8668. That's 484-8668. Culligan of Fort Wayne. Give your people Culligan water. Now on to week three of the high school football season. And... Uh, We've uh, we've had a, a couple of texts that have come in. Uh, uh, one says, uh, "T.S. Uh, great charity, guns and hoses." Thanks to Josh, my dad was a city firefighter. Uh, that's awesome in- information there as well. Um, Ty Lu will be the next Pacers coach. Well, it, it could be Justin Kenny. I think's name was thrown out. There. <laughs> oh, you know, right. But, yeah, it could be anybody. Nate McMillan, of course, relieved of his duties as the Pacers coach after they were swept in the first round of the playoffs by the Miami Heat after having a very good uh, uh, end of the regular season bubble schedule. And, uh, hey, they had some injuries, but uh, still, um, guess what? By the Heat, the Heat move on. And I think they're playing the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. I think they get the Bucks next. So, anyway, uh, that's that's what uh, that text said right there. And uh, so... Anyway, we've got uh, 
Week three, high school football season. Here we go in the Summit Athletic Conference. Concordia at Snyder. Justin, could the Panthers get their first win of the season, or will they fall to 0-3 for the first time? If I had to guess right now from what I've seen through the first two weeks, I'd say no. Concordia rolls Snyder. Snyder's going to continue to get better. And some people will say, well, it can't be much worse, but uh, they'll continue to get better. They'll be a better team at the end of the year than the beginning, but it's going to be a long season well, for and Snyder. We, we talked about it last week with Concordia and, and their team speed, their their, their weapons, yeah. and, and their, their special teams. Such a dangerous special team. Their returns, was it Cam Johnson? You know, just yeah. uh, electric. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's so tough to predict when we go into these weeks because we don't know what's going to happen. Nobody would have known that DeKalb and Engel were going to be sidelined. Nobody knew that Homestead was going to be missing five starters last week. Nobody knew that Brandon Davis was going to be out for Concordia last night. Nobody, you know, Bishop Dwanger is missing four guys last night, many of which are in quarantine. So we're going to have these things pop up all over the place, and it's going to be really difficult to pick games without full knowledge of who's playing because I think by the the end of the year we're going to look back and say every team had at least one week where they were missing guys due to quarantine so all it takes is a couple key guys particularly when you get into those lower classes to really tilt uh, a game going this way or that now my question to you before i tell you this next game who were the two marquee quarterbacks in the Summit Athletic Conference, uh, based on on their experience and what they've done, and because they face each other, they do, Mr. Beck, yeah, Mr. Becker and Mr. Taylor. Yes, indeed, Deuce Taylor, Jeffrey Becker, Northside at Carroll next week at seven o'clock, and uh, you know Jeffrey Becker, my goodness, four hundred thirty nine total yards, four touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Deuce Taylor over three hundred yards of offense against a very stout. Bishop Dwanger defense, a front four of Dwanger that was in his face and still had the athleticism and just the talent to be able to still create. Sure. In spite of that, that that big time pressure that was that was put on Deuce Taylor. So I'm I'm telling you, uh, these two guys, you know. Um, this is for real. Northside at Carroll. What do you, what do you thought? What's the over-under on total combined yards for Deuce and Becker? Uh, I mean, is it 750? Is it 800? 800. Can the Eclipse 800? I mean, I think that's going to be the, uh, the thing to watch. I think it could be really entertaining game next week at Carroll for sure. It's really a battle between, I think, two teams that say, okay, we're in the SAC conversation. I think Northside proved that last night. Didn't have enough to beat the winger, but you know, it, it was put up or shut up kind of time for, for Northside. And I think they showed out last night. They just didn't have enough. Meanwhile, Carroll has kind of breezed through the first two weeks, beaten Snyder beating Bishop Lures, and this will be their first real test, I think, in terms of uh, of where they stand in the SAC. Some people think that they're a contender for the Bell. I think they can be, and I think next week will be a good indicator on just how serious they are in terms of, uh, of doing that. But I think a, a big test for Carroll that they haven't been tested yet is that secondary facing off against those wide receivers of Northside, Adrian Sewell, Jordan Turner. They got some burners at that position that Deuce Taylor can get the ball to, so I think that'll be a key matchup to watch. Definitely. This one, Northrop 
at Wayne, two schools that looked identical, two schools <laughs> that opened the same year. Yeah. And uh, uh, but their programs. Uh, you know, Sherwood Haydock in his first year at Wayne, uh, Jason Dorfler uh, picking this Northrop program up by its bootstraps and, and has them 2-0 and for the first time since 2006. The Bruins head to Wayne Stadium at 7 o'clock. You have to like Northrop in this game, but I've, I like the way Wayne has been playing the first couple of weeks. This is a team that's not playing like it's okay. We're going to go winless this year and then build from there. So they're a dangerous 0-2 team. I just expect the Bruins to get a win, go to 3-0. South side of Bishop Dwanger. Dwanger. Okay. Significantly. Homestead of Bishop Lures. Although, you know, Lures came up off the mat last night and scored 49 points they against did? the Wayne Generals. We'll see. I mean, can Lures bounce back against a quality opponent? They 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 came out flat against Carroll week one. They get a challenge next week against Homestead. So we will see what happens there. Now, before we go on to the other conferences, my question to you. Will the winner of the Summit Athletic Conference be an undefeated team, or how many losses can still win the Summit Athletic Conference? Because, I mean, when you look at it, let, let, and let's just pick on Dwanger. Dwanger's 2-0. But they still have to play Carroll. Yeah. They still have to play Homestead. They still have to play Concordia and Northern. Yeah. You know, I mean, amongst them. But these games, the way we've been talking and the excitement that these that these teams are generating, and anything can happen. Anything can happen. I do feel like two losses takes you out of it, even in a year like this. So zero to one loss, I think, will be the champion. So teams need to avoid that second loss, in my opinion. All right. And we just had a text that came in that says Dwinger will beat Carroll. Okay. 46862, 46862, the Automotive Color and Supply text line. On to the Northeast 8 Conference. Belmont gets their season under. Hey, how about that? But, but I'll tell you what, it's it's a tall task. They have to head to Columbia City to take on the Eagles. And as we said, the Eagles 2-0 and in, in no pun intended, but they're flying. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Greg Bolt and company and, and Mr. Bedwell uh, have, have got that Eagles team rocking. Tough matchup for Belmont coming out of the gate to begin the season. So uh, another another big night, I think, for the Columbia City offense on their home field. East Noble at Huntington North. Uh, this is one that well, we talked about East Noble just taking on all comers and beating them. But then they're going up against the Huntington North team at home that scored 82 points in two games this far. Huntington North, a vastly improved team in the year two of the Coach Prescott era. A little bit of a sneaky, difficult game for East Noble. They come off an emotional win against Northwood. They have Penn sitting there in week four. Got to be focused going to Huntington North against an improved Viking squad. New Haven at Pioneer. This one just put on the schedule recently. Very good barometer game for New Haven against a very strong Pioneer team. We'll see where the dogs are before they start the Northeast State portion of the schedule. That's right. The dogs are 2-0 and thus far. Norwell at Leo. Very interesting game because of Norwell being that sneaky good contender, I think, in the Northeast State. So Leo needs to rebound from last night. They got a lot to work on. Jared Souter appreciates what he saw out of his team last night in terms of what they need to work on. And, of course, in the uh, ACAC, just two games. Uh, Bluffton at South Adams. Bluffton 2-0, as are the South Adams Starfires. What gives here? Let's see if uh, Kunks and Company can compete with a big dog in the ACAC. That'll be telling. Heritage at Woodland. 
Somebody's going to get their first Somebody's win. Somebody's going to win. It's going to be a conference win. I like Heritage. Casey Kochman gets his first win for the Patriots. All right, moving on to the Northeast Corner Conference conference games. Uh, well, we've got Antwerp, Ohio at Fremont. Fremont was uh, uh, a winner over Prairie Heights last night, 40 to nothing. Uh, and then we've got East Side at West Noble. The two teams going in opposite directions this season. I like e, uh, East Side there. They're going to be tough to beat the NECC. How about Fairfield at Central Noble? Central Ooh, that Noble could be a one good one. one. Central Noble, uh, we still have to find out just, just where they sit, yeah. I guess. I'll take Central Noble there at home. Garrett at Cherubusco. Busco, two straight wins. There we go. And Prairie Heights at Lakeland. And this is another one that uh, Lakeland hasn't scored yet. And Prairie Heights is uh, is 0-2 with 20 uh, points, 462 against. So somebody's got to win. I'm taking uh, Lakeland. All right. Sure, and, why not? And, of course, those aren't conference games because it's big against small. Yeah. But. Absolutely. That's going to uh, just about do it for talking sports. Had a, had a couple of. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, text come in on the Automotive Color and Supply text line. Uh, it says, haven't seen a front four this good in a long time from Bishop Dwanger. So, and, and that's, that. you know, that could have been uh, uh, what, what Deuce Taylor was talking about last night as well. So, uh, because, like I said, 300 plus yards in total offense, but still uh, had, a, had a saint in his face most of the night. That's going to do it for Talking Sports. Thanks so much to Sergeant Josh Hart of the Fort Wayne Police Department for joining us. Thanks to you, the listener. Thanks for your text as as we recapped week two of the high school football season. And as always, thanks to Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net for his expertise and also his analysis and running this board so smoothly. We appreciate it each and every week. And thanks to you for tuning in to Talking Sports. So until next week, have a great week, everybody. anything we've learned over the last few months is that life can be full of unexpected events. Having a local insurance agency that provides podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.